0: Yo, what's up? It's CJ today, Slay from the Upgrade America podcast, the best show on earth. Anyway, um shout out and prayers to the peeps in the Philippines. We also have some natural disasters in the states. I think Alabama, a few other places if I'm leaving out, some some bad storms, tornadoes. Um like we said, mother nature doesn't care about anybody. You know, at the end of the day, everybody can be affected by natural disasters, so be safe out there, do your best, rebuild, get stronger. Um, We're all good. But on a lighter note, we had a lovely guest, Ms. Natalie from NYC Echo. Really enjoyed the conversation. America is in good hands um, with the next generation uh, coming up, contrary to what people think. So I hope you guys enjoy and don't forget to like, share, subscribe, Upgrade America Podcast. Thank you very
1: much. And we are rolling. What's up, world? I'm Cameron Rye, host and executive producer of Upgrade America, the greatest show on earth. I'm pleased to be here with Natalie from NYC Echo. She has a podcast. Got CJ the Day Slayer over there in Orlando with Goody, bro.
0: Hey, I'm here I'm ready to go we got this action we got miss Natalie in the building sort indeed, of indeed <laughs> Thank it's
2: my first
1: virtually right yeah so Natalie like again mm. really um blessed and, and grateful to have you on the show can you Thank tell you. us a little bit about yourself and and you know the show that you're uh that you're producing
2: yeah sure um there's not too much to say about me uh, I'm 21. Uh, I'm a senior in college right now, uh, and thankfully, uh, yeah, thank you. I co-produce NYC Echo podcast. It's basically a show where my team and I spotlight local musicians since we are local musicians ourselves.
1: Yeah, and I'm really
2: proud of it. Well,
1: you're um, not just going to to any college. You're you're actually going to a yeah. very uh very nice school. If yeah, I where you Were you going to college again?
2: Yeah, Columbia University
1: uh look at her okay. I'm almost done I buy into the hype I'm, I'm sorry yeah. like I buy into the hype that's a really great school from yeah. what I heard thanks. and it produces a lot of you know people doing great things and, and you're about to join those ranks with what you're doing it's it's very okay, exciting thanks.
2: yeah I'm and right, I appreciate that <laughs> <When> I <laughs> thank you guys
1: you go off when you was you, you were saying uh you know a, a bit about yourself.
2: I know it's fine. I I feel like, aside from me being a student and me co producing NYC Echo, there's really not much to me. Um, I am a musician. I sing, I rap, I play guitar, and I play drums. So I'm especially passionate about what we're doing with NYC Echo. All
1: right. Love you. Sing, rap. Yeah. I can play around. I I consider myself an MC. You know, I play around with it. Can't sing to save my life. Or play a, a musical instrument. <laughs> but, <laughs> I would like to learn a guitar. That's that's really cool. But I uh, do want to ask: How long have you been doing the podcast, like NYC Echo? How long has that been out? Yeah.
2: Like that. For it is crazy. I messed up on our timeline, but we're actually like two seasons in, so two years in. Wow. Yeah, we're looking forward to our third season next month.
1: <laughs> Congratulations! I I definitely Thank salute you because. I know Chris and I we, we know how much time work and, and dedication it is yes. to put into a podcast so you know to the, you know to see someone else who, who's grown a, a podcast nearly what three seasons in yeah. it's, um, it's, Trust me, it's I know it's exciting we're almost on our first season yeah. we're like I do believe this yeah, is uh, episode what 44 yeah 44. So, nice. our, our, our listeners out there so yeah. Uh, it's been a journey
2: thank you i'm happy for you guys you know i've checked out your um your social media and everything i like what you guys are doing
1: and your social media is very diverse as well like how many artists do you think you've uh, that you've worked with in in those seasons
2: Good question i want to say about 25 25 so far i have to check our records but yeah we've had this huge like eight month hiatus um, like life, the universe was just kicking us, but we're back. Yeah. And we look forward to many more seasons dealing with many more artists. Yep. That's what's up? Thank you.
1: Now, like, do you guys do open mics and, um, things of that nature?
2: Yeah. Good question. Uh, we actually don't right now, but I attend a lot of open mics with my producer. Uh, you know, we just, we're really actively seeking local talent.
1: Cool. Now, what would you consider uh, local? Does Jersey count? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in New York for, for right. quite some time. I, I even have the I Love New York tattoo. So I'm not a, a nice. native New Yorker, but uh, I've been there for for several years. Uh, New York's a big part of my heart. It, it really influenced my uh, my flow and my style as a rapper or MC. But uh, I would totally love to participate in in what you're doing.
2: Thank you I'm glad to hear you have the tat and everything Uh, Yes, we do count New Jersey and Connecticut The tri-state area Um, Connecticut though (laughs) (laughs) If New Jersey can count Then Connecticut can count Definitely Um, Thank you Yeah, Tri-state, as long as you're good As long as you're talented We want to work with you I like that Thank you
1: I consider myself great, so That's good. I think I'll slide into that criteria. I mean, uh, yo, Chris, I got a couple more questions, but feel free to, to fire one away. No, go
0: ahead. Just keep rolling, and then I'll, I'll slide in there. You good.
1: OK, so typically, because um, this is the Upgrade America podcast, we, uh, we have some default questions that we, we like to ask our guests. First and sure. foremost, what do you love about America?
2: Honestly, I love how diverse America is. I feel like that's the best and only good thing about it. You know, I love that I travel from time to time throughout the States. I love that I could still see so many black people wherever I go. I love black people, you know. I think America, it's only good as a melting pot. I've met so many people of so many backgrounds, which I'm grateful for, like religious backgrounds, racial. It's just, I'm happy to be here. In America, because I'm comfortable, because there's so many people who look like me and also who don't look like me, so it's mm-hmm. just an interesting, yeah, it's interesting to go through my days with that in mind.
1: And that does make America very unique. Like um, Chris and I, we're um, United States Air Force combat veterans. We've been—I spent what yes. eight years overseas. Chris yeah. spent okay. uh, three. Yeah, three. He's uh, he's he's very well traveled. You know, like even outside of the military, you just. He's still going to Japan, Vietnam. But I only bring that up to say is that we traveled a lot. And no nation is as diverse as America. And it's funny because all the nations that we've gone to, they have their own little uh, spot within America. You know, you can find every culture here. Which is, uh, yeah, that's cool. When it really doesn't make it unique. Um, I don't know. My favorite thing that I love about America is that... They will let me and i don't consider myself average but they let me slightly above average citizen run for president of the united states and that's a really big freedom and yeah the odds are it's it's a very tough game to get into but at the same time our freedom that we're given our birthright because if you come over here you're not born in america you can't run for president but just for being born here you have that opportunity and to me, that's something I, I really love about this nation. What about you, CJ?
0: For me, um, I like that we have the world at our fingertips in a weird way. Like, mm. both of you were kind of describing, like, like, I could speak for Orlando. We got little Vietnam literally mm. two, two minutes away from me, like two miles away. I can go to basically be immersed in Vietnamese culture and Asian culture just down the street. So just to show that small example, um, and I also like the freedoms that we do have, even though they're in constant battle with being taken away, let's be honest,
1: True.
0: Um, like freedom of speech, even though we might not agree with what everybody says, you know, the right to bear arms, that's me and him, are really big on that. Um, just things like that nature. I think nothing replaces that. And then the freedom of movement, for the most part, as long as you're not in any legal trouble, obviously. But
1: well, there it's funny you should mention the freedom of movement. It's like that, um, real ID kind of puts some constraints upon that with uh, the inability to fly domestically. Like before, I guess prior to 2020, you could just hop Mm -hmm. on a plane and you know, fly to LA like with your driver's license or state ID, but now you have to have this super validated, uh, real ID. It, you know, it's like a a nationwide passport, I guess. You think it it applies to trains too, or is it just planes?
0: Probably more so planes, but I could see trains and buses and stuff like that too.
1: Interesting. But yeah, that is um America has a lot of unique freedoms, and that's why don't get me wrong we have a lot of room for improvement yes there are definitely. a lot of great things so i guess that brings me to my my second question for you natalie is how would you wait for it upgrade america meaning like make it better improve it
2: Gotcha. um it sounds kind of like basic yeah i, I want to articulate it better but i would say just have more people of color mainly black people, you know, in more positions, more positions of power, uh, in politics more, you know, in even community-based organizations more, you know. um, I'll keep this brief, but I have like experience with marketing, you know, occasionally working with like big companies, interning, and I see that most of them are predominantly white. That's quite annoying to me. were able to be in these positions whether it's interning whether it's just straight up being CEOs then more than the country as a whole could look at us more the country can reflect us more there's not enough of that at all right now
1: now um, I I, I do hear what you're saying and I have infiltrated corporate America as well and I've noticed this uh, this trend but um, how do you think because there's um what, what if you could brainstorm a solution like high level like what, what would you do to to change that just yeah. assuming money and power wasn't a thing it wasn't how would you do it
2: yeah i would say honestly more affirmative action more of a quota that requires it. I'm sure there are plenty of Black people applying for jobs. I'm sure there are plenty of Asians applying for jobs, but they're not being chosen. And that's, like, at the employer's discretion, there should be a lot less of that and a lot more of, hey, we need to have a certain number of Black employees here. We need to have a certain number of women here. Yeah, I so think... Here's,
1: here's what, and, uh, yeah, I get mm-hmm. what you're saying about the quotas, and a lot of people are going to push back on that. But I think the really level the playing field... I think if you removed like when you're filling out applications if you didn't put your name on and you didn't put your sex or race or anything on there i don't know some way to i don't want to say blind interviews where you're not really seeing the candidate you're just seeing what they what they can produce what they're capable of doing and hire people based on that with removing the whole because i
2: don't know what you're saying
1: yeah. i'm i'm, I'm well I I, I I have mixed feelings on, on affirmative action because I, I try to think like an owner myself you know and it's like if I have my organization I want the best and, and the brightest I don't care about race religion creed sex what have you I just want the best and, and the brightest but if I if I'm forced to have X amount of people like and their performance may not be up to far I just we should find a way to like again if it's just a blind test or if, if you're for instance i'll use software development like mm-hmm. everyone has the same test you don't even have to put in your name it's just you know somewhere that you can identify do this in x amount of time and based on performance rather than resumes and and things of that nature but i don't know i'm just i'm just brainstorming
2: yeah no i saying. yeah that makes sense I, i'm i'm thinking I say quotas because that's quantitative. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's tangible, that can actually be a law or a rule created somewhere. Okay. You know, but I got what you're saying. Yeah, you know, I'm not opposed to what you're saying.
0: I know, Natalie, just to real quick interject. Um, I know there are some small firms working you you mentioned marketing and advertising that are doing that. They're taking like normal ads and placing black people in there.
2: Yes. And
0: presenting them, I guess, to maybe the bigger companies like Procter and Gamble, like all these different companies to reflect what you're exactly describing. Yeah, so I think from that standpoint, yes, from a higher level like what Cam was talking about, I do agree, but I think how affirmative action, it's just really tricky because people have found loopholes a way to still discriminate. So mm-hmm. I think until you like I said, put that blind, what you're describing,
1: it's and, and I saying. maybe maybe the ASVAB is like a, a great example. Yeah. Like, it's general. The ASVAB, and, yo, Chris, do you, you recall what the acronym stands for? Uh, uh, it was
0: like ARM. Hold on.
1: Or it's, it's, something it's, like that. It's a test to get into the military. Yes. Like, a lot of students, they take it in high school, but it tests your mm-hmm. app to aptitude aptitude yes <laughs> it tests your aptitude for different jobs like they have high level questions for like engineering electronics, maybe medical then they have your math and stuff like that but based on your score it depends what type of job uh, you can get in the military okay. and i don't want to say it's uh because let's keep it real chris there are jobs in the military that are better than others Yes. You know, there's jobs that suck and then there's jobs that are, you know, they're, they're a bit more comfortable. But what I like about how the military does it through that test, that, that exam, which I'm going to uh, Google real quick, define ASVAB. It's like arm, vocational,
0: aptitude, battery, some, something like that. Okay. It's, it's no joke. Everything comfortable. Okay, so
1: It's armed service vocational Aptitude battery Yeah you kind of hit it on the head But um, as I mentioned it's like you take that test And you know it it shows you where you're Where you're placed and what jobs you're qualified In the Air Force Army what have you But I don't know if the civilian Sector is capable of doing something like that I don't know I I think it would kind of Eliminate some of the Discrimination I don't know
0: um, you got more questions,
1: Cam? I uh, see, my- hold on, let me scroll right back. But if, yeah, if you want to go, uh, Chris, do your thing.
0: Okay, Natalie, um, mm-hmm. where, what, what's, uh, let me see, how should I put this, uh, where is the future of journalism going? I think you're a journalism major as well, right?
2: Yes, you're
0: So mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious because I feel like, this is my personal opinion before you mm-hmm. answer the question, Journalism is almost the last bastion of truth telling mm. to the American people and I feel like it's going extinct. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to know how you feel about your major and then going into this landscape.
2: Okay. Uh, I think that my major still matters, but to answer your question, I feel like the future of general of, excuse me of journalism is going much more to the public. You know, like, it's more accessible than ever now. You know, a tweet matters just as much as a New York Times um, article. And ADR. I'm not opposed to that, you know. I feel like more perspectives that can be gained, however, like, however they're, excuse me, uh, wherever they're coming from, is immensely powerful and needed. Like anyone could say anything and yes that has its uh, negative sides. it has its even consequences when you look at you know trump but anyone mm-hmm. could say anything that's positive as well that can impact in an essential way i feel like journalism is more for the public now than ever and i'm grateful for that i think that my major still matters if more more civilians can get into my major that would be even better to add to credibility but i think i think the future is good for journalism
0: uh cam what's your thoughts on journalism
1: Um, yeah now that you mentioned i I did have a question on that um now what we're doing you know Hmm. fellow podcasters you know we we are essentially we're doing a a type of journalism so my question is you to you is how do you think the podcast will change the face of journalism
2: yeah, I think, um, you are know, not to sound repetitive by using this word too much, yeah, I think it would just make it much more accessible, you know. Um, my producer, uh, NYC Echo's actual producer is my mommy. She's a musician. Like, okay. there's, yeah, there was no way for, at least for now, you know, for her to, like, get on the radio and, like, um, spotlight these local musicians. So we create our own platform in a podcast. That's all. Awesome. It just makes, yeah, thank you, thank you. And I'm really proud of my mom too. She she just left. But um Yeah. <laughs> but she told me to tell you guys hi at the beginning. I forgot. Oh, okay. Um, so it's just the more people who can create a platform for themselves, the better. So that's how I think that podcasting is helping journalism.
1: I, I, I also wanna add that it's like Podcast it's it's giving um how do you say other outlets beyond the mainstream media, you know, it's like typically instead of just getting information from Fox news or, or from CNN, it's like people are getting information from podcasts and I'm going to take your word accessibility, but everyday people like Chris, myself and, and you as well. Like now we have that ability to, you know, to reach thousands, if not millions of people and, you know, do a little journalism ourselves. But I think the podcast is going to be um, it's going to be a very uh, powerful tool for 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 journalism as it changes. But uh, I have one more question for, for you on, on journalism. Like we always hear about fake news and everything like that. How can we fact check and the whole journalists accountable for what they're they're, they're feeding us on uh, the latest information
2: that's a good question and honestly I have no idea <laughs> I was talking to um, my co-host about that a couple months ago I feel like everything now especially with the idea of fake news can just be taken mm-hmm. with a grain of salt everything is credible until it's shown until a fact comes about showing that it's not yeah you know? no
1: yeah, that's like, I guess. um Yeah, it, it's it's difficult to when I yeah, see okay. something on the news, I'm just like, I don't take it in a hundred percent. I just let it marinate and, and draw my own conclusions. But mm. I, I agree with like the, with what you said, Chris. Like you said, journalism is like the last. I don't recall the, the word you uh, used but truth. Yeah. yeah. And we but we 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 depend on on journalists yeah, to absolutely. <laughs> and it's like to, sometimes it's a, it's a little nervous when you don't know <laughs> you know who who's fibbing or, or telling white lies or or spinning things for particular agendas. But I think we got to find we will find a way in in the future to hold the journalists accountable and make sure they're reporting accurately.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Natalie I have another question. What artists are you looking forward to this year to drop a project?
2: I'm glad you asked. Um, with NYC Echo, I'm so deeply rooted an in indie artist. Mm-hmm. I'm actually not looking forward to any mainstream artists. Okay. Uh, there yeah, I, I can like give that. a few shout outs. Uh, uh, my co host, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have mommy and I have two, two co hosts, uh, Ron Lazama and Superlative Sane. Superlative Sane, he's a singer and a rapper. Uh, He actually has, it's like two-sided, one track, one side R&B, one side hip-hop. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Another of my favorite artists is, yeah, another of my favorite artists is this guy named Truly The Sound. Uh, If you look it up, it's just one word, Truly The Sound. Uh, Like He's great. Uh, He's supposed to have an EP dropping with just, like every month he's supposed to have something on SoundCloud. Just like reflecting his feelings about like the new year, he had something for 2018, 2019. I'm really looking forward to what he has for 2020. Uh, Another of my favorite artists, yeah, Uh, this girl named China J. She's supposed to be dropping like an album to my knowledge, like later in the year. I'm really looking forward to that. I I I could just keep going on and on. on, Um,
1: I like you um, got that. uh, Yeah, and
2: Johnny Wolf. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, um, we've had on quite a few guests. I enjoy all of their work. And my last guy who I'm really looking forward to is this guy named Johnny Wolf. Like he's a rock artist um, and I really like his style. He he goes in between like rock and fusion and still like hip hop. Uh, okay. I'm looking forward to anything he has coming out this year. Like I really like his work.
0: And I was gonna ask you one other question. One of the artists you mentioned was like dropping like something sounds like quarterly or something like that? Yes. Do you think you think that is a better formula than the traditional route of an EP like, or an album? Say you wait till September to drop instead of you drop something in March and then you drop something in August and then you drop something like in December. Do you think that formula is probably the formula going forward that mainstream and indie artists are gonna use?
2: Honestly, I'm not sure if it's like trending now, but I definitely think that more artists should look into that. Yes. You know, I, if you drop something like consistently enough, you'll still keep your fan base's attention, like me. You know, I, again, his name is truly The Sound. I really like his work. Like, I'm into his stuff no matter what, but at least I can look forward to something every month from him. And we'll
0: plug everybody do you mentioned, too. We'll put it all on our stuff so we can plug everybody, give them some exposure or something like that. I guess another another question I have is, going to the political arena, um, what would it take for the Black agenda to be taken seriously and will this ever be addressed in our lifetime you think?
2: I think it will be addressed in our lifetime. We have to be taken seriously when we as Black people stop putting our money into things. Mm. You know, I, I think the easiest um, field to talk about is shopping. Black people make up however many billions of dollars, you know, in the fashion industry and in merchandising. It's,
1: it's, it's equivalent to the GDP mm. of the 16th wealthiest nation. Yes. what yeah. like, uh, black spending on Jordans and all that material yeah. crap. Jordans, yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. it amounts to. So, yes, I, I agree. And... I, I want to interject because we, we came from music and we're, we're kind of going to there, but that seems to be ingrained in a lot of the music culture, is to ball out on silly stuff and uh, contribute yeah, to this that's ridiculous. So do you think that will ever change? Mm-hmm. Like that people Honestly, I think material, it will. material, less promotion of like criminal activity and, you know, I, I don't know, do you, do you you think we're on a evolution or, or a de evolution of music? Yes. As
2: a whole. Um gotcha. Yeah, even relating like how many even relating that outside of shopping to black people spending on like white artists, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think that once black people invest in ourselves, we won't care about jewelry, fashion, everything. We will truly evolve to answer your question. We won't be concerned <clears throat> with that frivolous stuff definitely i think that with the rise of more like woke artists uh, if mm-hmm. you guys like that word you know like kendra <laughs> yeah once more of those artists arise then we won't be concerned with the cars the chain stuff like that
1: i like that um oh, yeah. deviate from the politics huh I said sorry to deviate from the politics. Oh no, nah,
0: no, nah. we we trying to get the whole person of Natalie going on here.
1: So,
0: <laughs> um, thank
1: you, thank you, John.
0: What if you have time to watch, what mm-hmm. show have you seen or what movies have you seen recently? Could be indie or mainstream, whatever.
2: Yeah. Um, the show that I've seen most recently. Was dear white people. I really, <laughs> really, really like that show. Yeah.
1: Um.
2: Can you yeah, give us a I, I on What it's about. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's a bunch of. It's about um a group of black college students in a predominantly white college, and an imaginary actually Ivy League, and how they navigate dealing with their white peers, just the um the dynamic, the tensions, you know, mm-hmm. along campus in campus. Yeah, I really like it. I feel like I can relate to it. You know? so I was um, just
1: about to ask you to go to a real Ivy League school. Like yeah. Uh, yeah. Are there any comparisons in the show and in real life that you noted? Good question. Yeah.
2: yeah. I've noticed the Yeah. I've noticed the sense of camaraderie among you know my peers, my black peers. Like we feel like you know, for lack of a better term, like we have to, you know, stick together because it really is just us on campus. You know, and, there's, and that equates perfectly with Dear White People. Yeah, so okay. I like that sense of unity that the show evokes.
0: Um, any movies you've seen recently, indie or
2: mainstream? Yeah. Actually, I haven't. Um, okay. Aside from Dear White People, I've just been mainly focused on indie music. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. Like indie music, indie platforms. Yep. Yeah.
1: That's what's up. I want to shout out um, my indie <laughs> group, uh, the BBG, the Bilderberg group there. They're doing their things there. I don't know if they would fit into the, how do you say, to your local category, but uh, they, they do have operatives out in New York City, right? so perhaps we could collab on something in that in, in the future. But I have another political question for you. Um, What's your opinion on the general state of American politics? Two-pronged. Where do you see it going in the future?
2: Uh i think it's just a cluster right now it's it's messed up (laughs) but i think it could be better once like i alluded to earlier once more people of color mainly black people are included in politics
1: i I just feel like no
2: one's looking out for black people right now
1: Hmm? um you uh saying i'm i am black and running for president but I, i do agree with you on that and you know, typically, uh, historically, the, the Democrats have gained the majority of the African-American vote. And you did mm-hmm. mention, uh, uh, we did discuss briefly on a black agenda. But what, mm. like, what would you, um, I don't know, just for this uh, scenario, let's just say you're, you're in charge of, of form it, forming this black agenda. What would be some of the bullets on that list or the agenda?
2: Yeah, you. addressing police. Oh, yeah, uh, addressing police brutality. Mm. Addressing mass incarceration. Indeed. Um, yeah, educating more students, more Black students coming into communities like mine. I'm, I'm actually uh, in East Flatbush, Brooklyn. You know, predominantly Black community, and giving us the knowledge and access to resources that we need. You know, I like there's so much that could be said on that, but no one is looking out for Black people right now. You know, and to answer your question, the most that we could do for Black people is to educate Black people, educate them on what they would need to, yeah, to navigate in the corporate world, educate them on their rights. You know, I'm 21. I don't even know all of my rights if I was to ever deal with a police officer. You know, I should be ashamed to say that, but yeah, it's just education.
1: Yeah, agreed. Knowledge is is power. Um, I totally. You- Agree on um, the bullet points that you did you listed, and I, I gotta ask as far as um, reparations, do you think there's any room for that on the, on the black agenda?
2: There is definitely room for that. Will the predominantly white politicians, political parties go for that? Absolutely not. But there is room for that.
1: I think it's it's worth discussing in uh, you know in, in the political arena as as well because it's like it's either give the reparation or give a formal statement saying you don't care and you know but we're in this limbo this this limbo where it's I I feel like there's no closure Mm -hmm. it's like civil war happened (laughs) you know um, African Americans were were, were, were freed but like no reparations were, were, were given and if you don't think that conditions that our ancestors were living in are not affecting african americans today then you're you're very naive or or just cruel and i I would like a a formal statement from uh, from the government to say like hey you're not getting reparations we don't care and then that book is closed and we know where we stand in 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 america but right now it's I, i see that to be open and there were some candidates that were discussing that in the past on the democratic side but I, I just wanted to, to hear your thoughts.
0: Yeah, Did Did I lose you? Ah,
1: she's frozen. Yeah, she's frozen. Freeze tag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. I don't know exactly where it on my end.
1: So we are re, we are resumed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no, I guess where we left off, I was um I ran on a little bit about reparations, but yeah, just like I just want to know, if, from your perspective, if you think there's any room in a, a black agenda for that.
2: Yeah, there's definitely room for that. Um, I don't know if people would swing it, <laughs> you know, the people in, in power now, but there's definitely room. Mm-hmm.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. And I think, uh, you know, Black History Month is coming up next month. And um, that's something I do want to discuss, like actually make a formal black agenda and, you know, discuss it and how it would be implemented and it would affect the communities and how much it would cost, like, ideally. But something yeah. to consider. Yo, cause you got any more um, political questions or any questions?
0: Yeah. How do you, Natalie, how do you see the 2020 election playing out?
2: <laughs> I I want to believe that a Democrat will win. I think Bernie I'm not gonna vote though. But I think Bernie Sanders will yeah, win.
1: Don't don't not vote. If anything vote for me, I... Yeah,
0: I'm just voting for him, so <laughs> that's the only reason I'm voting basically to put him on the ballot. That's it.
2: Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, honestly I it's just but I don't swear, but it's just uh, yeah. a cluster. It's just really disgusting seeing how the election is playing out. I wanna think Bernie Sanders will win because he has the most consist he has the most concise agenda for the most amount of people. Not necessarily black people, but mm-hmm. for the like, the general public for most of the general public. So that's how I assume. Um now, my understanding, Bernie has to
1: make it to—he has to become the Democratic nominee, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, he's gonna have to fight Biden and all the uh, Elizabeth Warren as well. because my understanding, the Democrats is like a brand, and they have to see who represents the brand the most. And Bernie's straight up socialist; he's upfront about it. And while there are some socialist aspects into into the Democratic Party as they, they, they seem to have other values, but I've even heard mention of um, Hillary doing a, a surprise run as well for, for the Democrats. So we um, it's, it's, it's a bit early just to say who is going to lead that, that flag, but I agree with you as with where Bernie stands. If I weren't running independently for president and Bernie was on the ballot, it's difficult to say I, I, I do like him as a candidate And I think he does represent the people At the same time, the socialist Aspects, they're going to take a huge Chunk out of my check And um There's a lot, a lot of things that I don't I don't agree with What mm-hmm.
2: about you? I feel like for now Bernie is the most credible Of the candidates um, okay. I'll agree with you yeah. on that Yeah, I I'll keep it brief. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, in the end, just like Hillary Clinton, she's a woman. I I don't think, even though America should have a woman as president, I I don't think for now they'll swim for it. Yeah, thank you.
1: We're not ready. Yeah. And, um...
2: Yeah, I can
1: see that.
2: Yeah. And, um... Immature. Yeah, definitely. Immature. Definitely. And in regards to Joe Biden, the last I even came across and he was saying that oh I'm sorry if I made women feel uncomfortable and so and so Mm -hmm. when women outright said you made me feel uncomfortable I I don't take people seriously when they apologize and say if you know if you can't take accountability for how you made someone feel I don't think you should be running a country like I don't care if Obama was your best friend like (laughs) I, I can't take
0: it seriously so I guess my question I know um when do you think we will get another, say, black president or a president from another ethnic group, and or a woman?
2: Right. That's a good question. Uh, I want to say a few years down the line, maybe 2024, as you know, civilization evolves and society evolves, but it just it seems like too much of a stretch right now.
1: Uh, yeah. That's um that is very interesting. Twenty twenty four. Yeah. I think um ALC would be eligible to would she? Would she? Yeah, you
0: she gotta might, be thirty five. Yeah. Yeah, she might be about that age then. Um what I was gonna ask yeah. you, um how Everybody. do you how do you get more black women into politics? I'm mm-hmm. starting to see a little bit of an increase. And once they get there, how do we hold them accountable? Because politics is basically high-level networking and basically quid pro quo, you know what I'm saying? Whoever puts money in your campaign, this and that. So how do we still get our agenda across yet worry about the pitfalls of, you know, campaigning and lobbying and all these things? That's something that we need to talk about.
2: Got gotcha. you. Uh, to answer the first part of your question, I think to get black women more involved is just outreach. Like we, it's a shame, but we don't have access to the resources of knowing how to apply for our, our local, um, for like our state governments, etc. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think a third party has to be involved in recruiting these black women. You know, I'm sure there's a little girl out there who wants to do politics. I'm sure there's someone in high school, uh, a young lady, wanting to do that, but they're just not sure how to navigate that, how to get there. So it's that's the
1: first thing. I am uh, in the process of filming a documentary that's going to instruct independent candidates on how to take the steps towards uh, for running for office. Yeah. While it pertains to the president of the United States, mm-hmm. it will still, uh, there are some similarities for running for other offices that people can, can learn from that. And what CJ and myself are trying to do with this podcast We're trying to make politics fun, (laughs) and it's a hard job. It's a difficult job, (laughs) we're trying to make... Because here's the thing, it's like, while you don't think politics is fun, while you're watching the Kardashians or your favorite sports team, it's like the government, people in power are doing things that are infringing on our rights, and and America is changing right underneath our eyes. And so we want to try to get our message out and... Let people know, like as you mentioned, get into your get into politics, like participate in it. Be be aware of what's going on, and um, so so that we can make positive changes in, in the future. Well, that's yeah, what I
2: gonna, have. Yeah. Um, yeah, I plan on keeping in touch with you guys even after this. I'd love to see the final version of that documentary.
1: Oh, absolutely! You're gonna yeah. push it on Netflix and uh, most <laughs> likely on Amazon too. I mean, yeah, that's, um, that's, that's uh, one of the big goals for, um, for for 2020. But at the same time, I would love to collab with you. Part of, the, as I mentioned, the documentary, we have a soundtrack, mm-hmm. the Where? Upgrade America soundtrack. So we're working with artists from across America, all 50 states. And I suppose I should open it up to some territories, too. We got love for Guam and, uh, <laughs> and Puerto Rico as well. Okay. But, um, yeah so we want to work with artists from all around 50 states and, and and get music that's based on those two questions that i asked you like what you love about america or how you would upgrade america and we're just gonna that's gonna be part of the soundtrack so um perhaps yeah we can collab and i could recruit, recruit some artists uh, to get yeah. on this project that would be great yeah definitely um yeah you
2: have my email so it's not a problem Okay. No, no. oh yeah, and CJ, to answer your second part of the question, mm-hmm. I feel like the best way for once black women are in politics is to just get them on as many platforms as possible. You know, not everyone is watching Fox News anymore. Nature. Some people are listening to you guys' podcast. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just about getting a platform, getting like a real press tour. You know, like mm-hmm. what I do like what uh, mommy and I do for musicians is what should be done for politicians. Getting them <clears> on in as many voters' faces as possible. True. So they could be heard. Mm.
1: I think that's a that's a great approach.
0: Yeah, actually it is. Cause uh be honest, even though sometimes the Breakfast Club annoys me, they do yeah. bring those con- they do bring those conversations to the forefront. Everybody yeah. goes there and it works out perfectly. Also, I don't know if you watched something to kinda of peek at, I'll be telling Cam about it. But Patriot Act on Netflix is awesome because it covers all of this stuff. So you should check that out, that I think you would like it. Um, it's by it on. yeah, it's by Hassan Minaj. and he's really okay. good. And he's actually brought down politicians and caused controversy based right. off his show. So that's why I really like it. On top of that, like the Prime Minister of Canada, like he got pretty much two weeks after that interview. He got faced with some challenges, with some uh, controversy with blackface and all this stuff. So it, it's fascinating. And then Saudi Arabia was trying to ban him, and then India was trying to ban him from stuff. And so it's very fascinating. So definitely check that out.
2: Wow. Well, well, thank you. I will.
1: Thanks. Yeah. But um, uh, Natalie, you got anyone you want to shout out? Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> um like as soon as you guys release this episode i'm going to like show it to my mom promote it on our social media okay yeah i want to shout out to my mommy um she's our fantastic producer she's i kid you not she's the most talented musician you will ever come across in your lives yeah she's going to release um some music this year i'm really proud of her i want to shout out our co-host uh supportive same he's an artist as well i want to shout out ron lazama He's an inspiring radio, radio personality We're really happy To have him And Sane on board And I want to shout out The artists that I know of Johnny Wolf Who I mentioned um, LXD. He's another Rapper, singer uh, China J She's a really Talented singer um, Truly the sound They're all based out In New York City And just all of my guests Like we're really Proud of our guests yeah. That's
1: sure.
2: Yeah, thank you For the shout outs yeah. Oh yeah
1: hey, No doubt, no doubt That's what we That's what the show's for You know, um we working with small businesses and, um, you know, all the podcasts as well. But CJ, uh, any uh, small businesses you want to shout out this week? Uh,
0: I got to figure it out. I, I haven't chosen yet. I'll Usually during the production process, I think of it and then I'll post it on IG or something like that, maybe Twitter. But um, I did have a couple of last questions for you, Natalie. Uh, sure. What do you plan on doing after graduation um, and then... What do you say say see yourself in the next maybe five years I'm kind of curious yeah,
2: Thank you um, after graduation I plan on focusing on the podcast full time okay you know, and I, yeah okay. thank you all for you know commending me on my school and everything I, I've just seen school as a huge distraction from that
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know I'm really passionate about this podcast. this podcast matters you know so I want to just get it out there and end up being the biggest indie platform in New York City okay, um, okay. yeah. Thank you, thank you guys. And within five years, I will be a professional musician. Okay. You know, like Billboard, BET, all that. Yeah. That's what I like that. Yeah, Thanks. I like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys. That's all. I it was, it was really That's great, all great I having you on the show. Yeah, man. Nah, yeah. um, just we went over a lot of different, uh, a lot of different topics. Yeah. But, um, Again, I, I admire your your dedication to you know to building it and, and growing it. <laughs> we know what it takes uh, to uh, you know to, to put this podcast together. Got another question for you? It's
2: just
1: rather dumb question, but what do you record your podcast on? What medium? You know, we're using Skype right now. Like, how do you how do you do yours?
2: Yeah, good question. Uh, we do ours in person. Um, we mainly use Audacity, and if. For whatever reason, I don't have my laptop with me. We use a Zoom. Um, my guys have mics. Like, we literally just plug in the mics, and I'm yeah. here, you know, like, mixing as we go along. Oh,
1: like,
2: Yeah.
1: It's like, I like Skype, but it's like, you know, um, as I mentioned with the screens taking different sizes and yeah. stuff like that, we need to find something that we have more control. Yeah, definitely. And uh, flexibility over. But very I don't I still consider myself new to the to the podcast space because we, we don't even have a year of longevity in the game. But at the same time, we've learned some a lot of valuable lessons, and uh, it's yeah. it's fun. And when you're growing a podcast, and I, I guess uh, this is for anyone out there who's considering doing a podcast, you really got to love this. Like if you yes. think you're just gonna do it and, and get rich over the night, like that's not how it works. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's a seed. You got to put it in. You got to water it. You got to grow it. You know, and and then it it will bear fruit. But if you don't love it, you you're not gonna push that plant through its journey. You're just gonna be like, stupid plant. You're not growing. Like, <laughs> you gotta love this and like. Yeah,
2: definitely.
1: Generally, I, I, this is uh, something I enjoy as well. I share that same passion. I would love to make my uh make not mine our podcast uh you know a full time thing.
0: Yeah, that would be
1: nice. <laughs> really nice. But uh, that's all I got, really. But oh, you got any questions for us? Yeah. Um, uh,
2: no, I know. I just want to say again, thanks for having me. I really like what you guys are doing.
1: Oh, it's all Thanks, Yeah, appreciate yeah. it.
0: Appreciate.
2: It. <laughs> uh, maybe you guys could even be a part of a politician's press tour. You know, mm. like once we all like, reach up there. Yeah, yeah I, I can see that
0: oh and man talk about some controversy kind of bit, but that would be cool yeah I would love to uh, shake and rattle some cages because I already know I would
1: oh <laughs> uh, man but yeah th- this is uh, totally awesome That's totally cool. open for uh, you know future collabs this is, this is what we do and I'm, I'm sure there's a lot more questions we, we could pick your brain on as well yeah but uh, nice. thanks for coming on the show pleasure. So, oh, everyone uh, thanks for listening and 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 joining in but uh natalie if you could send me some of the links for you know the artists and everything like that if they got youtube whatever i can put it all up in the how do you say into the, the paragraph and you know we, we can give these people some more exposure
2: okay thank you
1: yeah hey again it, it was a pleasure but everyone else out there listening our international crowd our local crowd everybody we appreciate the sport we love it shop on Amazon use our affiliate marketing link you know it's uh that'll give us a little that'll help support our our podcast support our little patreon you know that that helps as well and also if uh you know using Robin Hood with our affiliate marketing link that that'll help support soon so everyone hope you have a a blessed day and yeah Any closing remarks, CJ? Nah,
0: no, I really enjoyed it, Natalie. It's nice to have someone a little bit younger in a different demographic to kind of pick your brand and kind of see what's going on. Because, you know, we're a little bit older. So cool. it's it's kind of nice to hear different perspectives from different uh, groups of people. So really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thanks. it's My pleasure, guys. Thank you. All right.
2: Peace,
1: everyone. Peace. cool cool that's a wrap